Jones and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Payne, bounce pass, eight spinning in the lane. Gives it back to campaign. Six on the shot clock. He'll try another three. And buy another three. Count that baby and the foul. A chance at a four-point play for campaign to put this baby in the deep threes, as the Hall of Famer Al McCoy would say. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. John Bloom is so good. He's so good at play-by-play. He is good. He's like Hall of Fame? Down the road? He might be. Listen, he gets a 30, 40-year career going. He's he's greater. He's, great he is, he's really good. He's, he's a great play-by-play. He's a play lot of fun to listen to. Yep. John Blue with the call last night here on Arizona Sports. The Suns, big win over the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. And there's, there's a lot of things that came out of that game that are absolutely worth talking about. We spent a lot of time talking about Mikkel Bridges today. But there's more than that. And maybe the other thing that we need to talk about, because there are, there are long-term implications for this, right? We talk about Mikkel, not just because they beat the Timberwolves, but because we need to know we can count on Mikel going forward with no Cam Johnson. We talk about campaign because we need to know we can trust campaign to be the backup point guard because as we discussed all offseason long, that is now a very important position for the Phoenix Suns basketball team, huge, right? Huge. Huge. And there was a lot of people who didn't trust campaign, me included. But, but James Jones always did. Yep. Always did. And campaign All is the playing. opportunities to go get a backup point guard. Nope, they believed in campaign. Just thought that, you know, last year was a little bit of an off year and things didn't go really well, but that he was going to be fine. And, uh, and he has. I mean, he got, last year he started 12 games for the Phoenix Suns. He got the start last night. He couldn't have played any better. He couldn't have played any better. And the thing that blows us away more than anything is that no turnovers. I mean, what, what do you think of Chris Paul? Like, Chris Paul's probably rubbed off a lot on him. Like, campaign has probably learned a lot from being with Chris for a few years here. But there's no doubt that that's stood out like a sore thumb. Campaign, campaign played, what, 35 minutes in the game? I go back to my notes here. 35 minutes in the game, he didn't have a turnover. He didn't turn the ball over the entire time. He shot the ball well from three. He had a lot of assists. He was active. The pace of the game was tremendous. It was fun. It's fun. Chris is much slower, methodical. When Cam's there, you know, but it wasn't that reckless abandon. It wasn't like That's Hec- the key. Uh, Hector, Hector, Hector Jekyll. It wasn't that, that frantic pace that, that and you're turning the ball over over all the time. He did a good job running on offense. I don't know what I was Heckle, saying. Jekyll, like Jekyll and Hyde? Like, like, is that where you're going? Heckle, 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 Hectic pace? Helter Skelter? Helter Skelter? There it is! I was doing the whole like math God, in my brain, too. Man, I'm telling you. Eric, I wonder if that's a game people play at home. Like, I wonder if we're trying to figure out what Gambo's trying to say <laughs> it's the, as I'm struggling and struggling. It's the Burns and, and Gambo Show board game home edition. We what is I'm not a really good speaker. I talk for a living. That was I couldn't get that out. What is Gambo trying to say here? What did you say? What was it again? Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Yeah, like the the pace was um, it was fun. They moved the ball, scored 129 points. They didn't have Chris Paul, they didn't have Cam Johnson, they didn't have Jay Crowder. They scored 129 points. They clobbered the Minnesota Timberwolves. They were never in the game. Campaign led the attack. He was great. Like he wasn't good. He was great. Yeah, he was. Like he had a great game. He didn't turn the ball over. I want to congratulate Eric Ruby. By the way, he's like three for three today. He's having a day of his life. On fire. This he's is just having a. This is the kind of day we we save the scorecard and we 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 might shower him with water bottles after the show. I'm not showing up wow, tomorrow. Wow, like. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing you said that this that earlier today? It was like four hours ago. Uh, the so I Marvel rug next to your race car bed. <laughs> yes. Oh, next to the race car bed. Yeah, that was great. Like that was just great. We were talking earlier yeah. about Cliff's um, from Hard Ducks. His lion 
picture, right? The picture yes. of a lion wearing a right. crown. Yes, and he has it up because it's a because he's a Leo. Yeah, and we started to make fun of that a little bit, and then and then I said, you know what? Honestly, we all have something in our homes that people would probably walk into our houses and go, "What the hell is that? Yeah, what do you have that for? Mine? I have a five by seven Marvel Avengers rug in my office." And Eric said, right next to your race car bed, which is pretty funny. <laughs> which was which pretty, is pretty funny. Which was pretty good. I said, mine is my wife. Could be walking my house like, why? Why is she? Why is she in here? <laughs> she is so much better. Everything around here is so old and worn out and dingy. And then, Mama Leo, and then so that's the her symbolism there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's bad enough that it's there, but then he's like doing half of the show standing in front yeah. of it. It's like, okay, we get it. We there's you got a, you got a poster of a lion wearing a crown in your house. But we again, have a late correction for Helter Skelter. Uh, we have Taria tweeting in again. She thought you meant Herky Jerky for campaigns play, uh, not Helter Skelter. I think I meant Helter. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I meant. <laughs> I just I don't know. I was trying to come up with something, and you know, you know, sometimes your your, your mouth moves faster than your your brain, and that happens to me a lot. Like yeah. my brain doesn't catch up to uh, sources close to me confirm that your mouth moves faster than your brain. Yeah, yes. my brain. Some a lot of times my brain's like just overload. You know, I'm not usually the the breaking news guy on this one. Breaking news: your your mouth works faster than your brain over there. Yeah, I can confirm this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right. Cam- campaign, speaking of working fast, pushing the pace was huge last night. It was huge. You know, they had too big, so, we, you know, I always try our best to uh, push the pace. Uh, you know, when I'm in there, I'm always trying to push the pace, so it was a 30, what, 35 minutes to push the pace today. <laughs> so now I just try to do that more. I think there was something else that happened with the pace last night, too. And all this sound, by the way, is courtesy of Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central. We asked the question yesterday, how are they going to get their three-point shots without Cam Johnson, right? And we talked a lot about you don't want to force it. You don't want to have guys who don't normally take a lot of those shots taking them. I think the pace really helped open that up. I think the pace really helped create open looks that you just you, you had to try. You had to take if you were the Suns, right? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean... More than 50% of those three-pointers that they took were wide open because they passed the ball so well, they moved the ball so quickly, and these other teams have a hard time getting, especially when you're playing two bigs, it's, you have a hard time getting back and, you know, and, and, and getting into your defensive rotation when the Suns are playing at a pace like that. So it does lead to a lot of just wide open three-pointers, just wide open threes. And I think I marked one point in the, in the game where, man, it just like hit like, th- and they were hitting them, uh, you know, uh, pain hit a three-pointer to make it 67-48. That was, like, wide open. Book hit a three-pointer to make it 101-74 wide open. Landry hit a three-pointer, 104-82. I think that was wide open. I mean, just these, they just, and I, I, it was very easy to notice that they were knocking down a lot of threes. We talked about this yesterday. What they take in the, in the Philly game? 19, 19 threes? 19. And that's not even close to the lowest average in the, in the NBA. We looked at the Pelicans are like 28 per game, right? Yeah. I think that was the, the lowest in the NBA. And the highest are in the 40s. Mm-hmm. The, high, the, most, the, the top five teams in the league in three-point attempts are in the 40s. The low teams are 26, 27, 28, somewhere on there. The Suns shooting 19 wasn't even close to the low. So to get back to that, okay, shooting 30. 35, that's more in line with probably what they want to do. But the way they did it, it was the story here. The way they were able to get these open threes all day long because of their ability to push the pace and how well campaign played. If they can play with that kind of pace, the starting backcourt for the Suns, 18 assists, one turnover. 
okay, you can play with that kind of pace. You're not going to lose. You're not going to lose. No, you're not going to lose to anybody. You will not lose playing at a pace like that. One turnover. And you're that careful with the basketball from your starting backcourt. You will not lose basketball games. No. You won't. And so, if campaign can play under control like that, I, I the Suns don't need another backup point guard. And as you said earlier, that's probably not what they're looking for. No, anyway. they're going to trade Jay Crowder. And the talks, the talks are are ongoing right now. Lots of teams are very, very interested in Jay. I mean, all those teams that we've talked about, Milwaukee is interested, Miami's interested, Philadelphia is interested. Um, they, they are. There's a lot of activity. I can't say anything's going to happen today, but there is a there's quite a bit of activity right now that's going on with Jay. I'm expecting that they trade Jay Crowder and add a wing player. Now, some people might have said, okay, you need a power forward, or maybe you know you, you know you need a, a good point guard. But I'm expecting that they're going to trade Jay for a wing player. And it, you know, I don't think that anything's going to happen today. But I know there's activity. There's a lot of teams that have had conversations with the Suns, continue to have conversations with the Suns, and you know, it's just a matter of James Jones will make a deal when the right deal strikes him. The Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction are coming to the Footprint Center for the Spirits on Fire Tour on November 18th. Head to the contest page now at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and for your chance to win tickets. Quarterback Roulette, if Matthew Stafford doesn't go this weekend, who does for the, the Rams? We'll talk about it next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Helter Skelter, Herky Jerky, Jekyll and Heckle, Jekyll and Hyde. What did one of our listeners suggest there, Mitch? Shout out to Paul Shreel on Twitter. Okay. Their one option was Guess That Gambo, and the other option was Gambordle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Gam Wordle. Except Gambo's version of Wordle is not a five-letter word. It's right. like a 15-letter word. Yeah. But that's not a word. Gam Wordle. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of the phrases and stuff that I'm just not really good at. It's, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Stuff I'm just not, not really and good And you have at. a good reason for it, too. Yeah, I blame my father. Whose name is Leo? He's not a Leo, but his name is Leo. Is he a lion? <laughs> does he, does he have, just like does he wear a crown? <laughs> no. Does he have a Does he have a painting in his house? I'm a big natural light guy, so when I um, took the job here, I was looking for homes, and I kept coming back to this one. It was a little bit more than I anticipated spending, but I was like, "Hey, I'm living in, in uh, paradise, so might as well go for it." And uh, it's it's been fun. I keep it open. I just like the open space. So I just keep it pretty modern and laid back. Yeah, this is, I'm, a, I'm a Leo, so that's the <laughs> symbolism there. <laughs> almost, almost like, oh, yeah, you, you want me to explain why I've got a picture of a lion wearing a crown on my wall? Well, right. uh, that's because... It's crazy, too, because it completely overshadows that they made him redo the infamous sitting at the couch Oh, yeah, on draft they, they had scene. him sit in the spot. Yeah, yeah, they had him sit in the same Not like spot. a lot of natural light. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful home. Yeah. It really is. And, and I mean, I swear. Imagine being on a dating site, like having to explain all of this. I like a lot of natural light. I, I'm a Leo. <laughs> well, no, if you watch, well, you know, you watch HGTV. 
right? They always talk about letting the natural light in when they're renovating the houses, right? When the natural when the light. love it or listed people come in or when the property brothers come in, they're always right. they want putting open, a window they want here or a door here. Let's let some right. natural light in here. That's a big, like, right. people That's like, a big deal. People like the open concepts. Exactly. Open concepts are open. huge. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. No, I, I, um, I was all, I saw that Leo picture and I thought, oh yeah, we're talking about that tomorrow. But that, I, I really do believe everybody's got something in their house that people would go, really? What, what's, what's up with this? What, 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 do you, what do you have this for? Why is this hanging on your wall? You know, so it's not just clips. Does it have to be something on the wall? <laughs> no, it can be whatever. It can be whatever you want it to be. I have, a, uh, I have a, a little Bob Ross, um, would you call it a trinket or a, okay? Yeah, a like Bob a little Ross statue, thing. like yeah, a little like a. And then you press the button and it says Bob Ross sayings. I'm going to put a happy little tree right here. Do you have that in your house? Yeah. Oh, that's totally your thing. I have, I, yeah, I have a Bob Ross bobblehead doll. Okay. I have a Bob Ross bobblehead doll, and I have a Bob Ross thing. He's it's it's a picture of him, and he's and he's got the little paint. He's got the paint thing, and he's got. And if you press the button, it says Bob Ross fa- phrases. So, like, we'll put a happy tree happy here. Tree. It's your yeah. world. You can do whatever you want. Just, yeah, it's, it just it's says a all the Bob happy Ross. cloud. Yeah. Okay. See, now if Hard Knocks were doing the Burns and Gambo show mm-hmm. and they were in your house, they would probably do an interview with you standing in front of the Bob Ross thing, the Bob Ross thing, and they'd have they do an interview of me sitting down on my Marvel Avengers rug in my office. But you totally, like are 100%. completely oblivious to it, and you're. Like, Oh, this? Oh, oh this? this is just my oh, carpet. Yeah, this is just this rug that, you know, because I really like the Avengers movies and, you know, it was Iron my Man kids, and Captain like, America. You wouldn't even admit that. No, you would just say no, it was your no, sons. Mine. No, I wouldn't. It was my, I ordered this. Seriously, my wife was like, really? An Avengers rug? Like, oh, you know, I like them. I and like she them. lets you, see, that's the thing. Like, your wife lets you have that in a house? I would not be allowed. <laughs> that's, I would totally not be allowed. That, that's, I, 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 I believe if, if, if you have the means, and I know not everybody does, so I don't want to sound like some like elitist or anything, but if you have the means and you can dedicate a room in the house that just belongs to you, mm-hmm. it's a great thing. It's a yeah. great thing. Yeah, I think most men have it. It's called a doghouse. <laughs> Maybe. It's dedicated just I, for you guys out there. I Every guy all. out there. We've all got to dedicate a room. It's called the doghouse. I have an office, and in the middle of the office is a giant Marvel Avengers rug. And that yeah. would be the thing where Cliff Kingsbury, if he were in my house, go, dude, what the hell is that? Why do you have that here? Do you have a sleep in that room? Like, you get an argument with the wife? When, and I, had, had when, I, had, in there? when I had COVID, I slept in there for okay, a week. How about, like, an argument? And yeah. we, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, you know, you guys don't have, we don't we don't really do that either. Maybe once or twice, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't we don't we don't. Do I mean, that. we did not a lot. No. <laughs> okay, you sure? It's, yes. Okay, I just making sure. I just, the way you asked the question made me made me a little nervous. Um, boy, we're really off topic here. <laughs> that's you. I know that's me. I'm the driver, and I just drove us right that's over okay. the bridge. Sometimes that's fun. Um, Matthew Stafford did not practice today for the Rams. Not that you would expect him to. There's still plenty of time for him to clear concussion protocol, but there's even some speculation today in Los Angeles, not a lot, but some, that they could even platoon their two different quarterbacks they have available for this. Yeah, I saw that. I I didn't quite get it. I mean, I would have thought that 
with Walford having the victory over the Cardinals, being the backup, that you give him every opportunity to be the guy and not have to platoon. Now, this was just a suggestion in one of the, 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 the Ram sites that they could platoon if Stafford can't go. But I would think you, look, I would think you've got a guy that's your backup and then you, you're going to give him, now you might have a cut like, okay, if Colt McCoy was the quarterback and Strevler was your number three guy and you had a couple of plays designed just for that guy, if Kyler's out, hey, we got, Colt's our guy, but we got two or three plays for Strevler. Like, okay, that's fine. But I would think with the Rams, Wolford's been there for a while. He knows the offense. He's, he has, he's been there for a few years. I would think you give him every opportunity to be the guy. Yeah, I would think so. The, the other guy, Bryce Perkins is the other backup and, and both of these quarterbacks have actually been with Sean McVay for a while. So I was reading even another Rams website that they tweeted out that there's actually kind of relatively high expectations if they do have to go with a backup quarterback. McVay's been coaching Wolford since 2019. He's been coaching Perkins since 2020. And, and the, the question they kind of asked if like, if one of those two aren't capable, then why would you have two backup quarterbacks with three or more years in the system, right? Like they've, they've, they've hung on to both of those guys for a reason. Um, now I still think if Matthew Stafford doesn't play and it's John Walford, and assuming Kyler Murray plays, you're kind of bringing a knife to a gunfight. Although maybe, look, here's the thing. One of the things that's been really wrong with the Rams offense this year is that Matthew Stafford will only throw to Cooper Cup. Only trust Cooper Cup. And I, True, because Allen Robinson's been terrible. And I wonder if a backup quarterback wouldn't be so Cup-reliant. You know, like he... Okay. I mean, probably... And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because Cup's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. No, but, just, but it's not working. It's that's three and five. Working. They're not working. I mean, you know, if you stop everybody else, now they have no running game at all. Like their running game is the worst in the, is it the worst in the NFL. It's terrible. It's one of the worst. If not so they the can't run the ball. The offensive line is probably going on their ninth different offensive line combination going into this game against the Cardinals. So when you have an offensive line that's that poor and you've got a running game that you know you, nobody's afraid of that running game. I don't think Vance Joe. Of his, he could even sell that to you. Like, hey, we really respect their running game. No, you don't. You know you don't. So, you know, you, your option is, you know, if Murphy's had Now, Mur- Brian, uh, Byron Murphy's on the injured list right now, right? Yeah, he uh, didn't practice again Right. Today. So, yeah. I mean, you would normally put Murph on Cooper Cup and, you know, take your shot with that and then just try to shut down everything else. But if, if for some reason, if Murph couldn't go, then you got to mix, mix your coverages. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. Subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. Burns and Gambo Show podcast is brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. As Quietly as one can. Devin Booker had another MVP type night last night for the Suns. We'll talk D Book next on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Now Booker using some clock, dribbling 30 feet away around his screen for Nate. Pull up 18 footer. Good for D Book. He's got 30 on the night. 123, 110 with 235 to go. It was almost one of those games where you, and I watched it, I know you did too, where you got to the end, you looked at the box score, and you went, oh, wow. <laughs> You know, like well, I was just focused on nice. so many other things. You know, you almost like you can't see what's the phrase? You can't see the forest through the trees. Yeah, for, uh, for the trees, yes. For the tree, can't see the forest for the trees. It's like that was it. Like it, you, you were so focused on the job McHale did and campaign did, and Landry Shamit, who was great last night. Landry Shamit was great. 
And then it's almost like you get to the end of the game, like oh, 32 points and 10 assists? Where'd that come? Where did you like? Like if if you no, watched the you game, you didn't take any notes, and you said like, how many how many points did Book had? Twenty. How many assists? Five. Because there's so many other guys that did so many things right that I think Devin Booker gets overlooked sometimes when those other guys are playing at a level because you don't expect Mikael Bridges to play like that or can't pay, or they usually they're capable of it, but how often do they do that? And I think that took some of the emphasis on what was a phenomenal game by Devin Booker. Yeah, he 32 points, 10 assists, as you mentioned, only one turnover on the night. He had two steals. He made five of his seven three point shots. He had four rebounds. He was. Barking at the Minnesota Timberwolves all night. Um, To the point where I start to wonder if those guys are all still friends. (laughs) I'm serious. I start to wonder if those guys are still friends. Remember they were on the cover of Slam Magazine? Slam Magazine, yeah, yeah. Hold on, they were on the cover, and I I think Book was wearing, was he wearing Delo's jersey or Cali? We go back to the Something cover. Like that, yeah. He wasn't wearing his jersey. He was wearing somebody else's jersey. But like they were all boys. Everybody talked about them playing together and everything. And it's like there's no doubt that um, that Booker is on a completely different planet than those guys as far as players are concerned. I'm sorry. Now you got me looking up Slam Magazine. To Slam see Magazine what. cover. I, I, he Booker was not. He was. I think they were any different jerseys. Wasn't it when D'Lo on the, the Warriors, and so he was wearing that one. Wasn't it then? It might, it might have been. I can't remember. It's, he was wearing somebody else's jersey. Or they were on the boat and he was wearing the something else. The boat he else. was wearing somebody. I thought Slam Magazine. I thought he was wearing another jersey like, too. But, but either way, like Devin Booker has surpassed those guys. Like they're not in his, they're not in his league. No. Even as Carl Anthony Towns. He's, he's, he's gone in, he's right by Carl Anthony Towns. He's gone right by him. Devin Booker's a top 10 player in this league. D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I don't even know if he checks in his top 50 now. But Carl Anthony well, Towns well, is well, like he, good. He, he but, would have to check in. I would have to in check in. To check in oh my God. To the well, I'm having a better day We're, today. we're rolling is, the one-liners today. Because I don't know if you missed it yeah. last night. The, the Phoenix Suns were able to go on a power Split. play yes. against the Minnesota Timberwolves because yeah. D'Angelo Russell forgot to check in. Well, he came in after they scored, after the after the goal. <laughs> yeah, he came in after the goal. The goal by Torrey Craig. They then the penalty the, was the over. The penalty box was over. And, and he was he able to go back out on the penalty box and yeah. came in. He's just standing joke. over there at the bench waiting to check into the game. He was supposed to have already checked in. And so the Minnesota Timberwolves have four guys. The Suns have five. Like how so they get an offensive high? rebound, Tory Craig's like, fine, I'll put up another three-pointer and make it, right? Yeah. It was just really, really, really bad. But no, Devin Booker has gone by right, right, right by, by those him, guys. Right past him, not even and, close. And I, I, hope, I, I hope we don't ever get to the point. What was the phrase we used earlier in the show where you, you budget for Devin Booker's greatness? Like you just, hey, okay, it's, you know, 30 and 10, and that's what we, not that he's going to do that every night, but you know what I mean? We don't it's, take him for granted. I don't want to ever take him for we granted. We don't take him for I, granted. I don't want to, I want, I, I used the analogy earlier, you give to a charity and you do it long enough after a certain number of years and they come to expect it, right? right. And then when they, they budget year, it, the year they don't do it, the year you don't give money, they're like, hey, what happened? Because they budget on you making that donation every year. They're counting on you doing it. I don't want to get like that with Devin Booker. I don't want to get like like I'm budgeting for his donation every single year because because he just he so consistently just, delivers you it. Just, when somebody is just consistently great, 
You come to expect that, and then you focus on the other things. You focus on the Mikhail Bridges game, the campaign game, the Landry Shamit game, and we talk about that. And then you get to the end of the game; it's thirty-two points, ten assists. Like, oh my god, he was great again. It's just I, again, I don't think we, I don't think we take book Devin Booker for granted because when you have a star a player like this, you appreciate him, you respect him. He's got a super max contract, we all know. But I think we tend to get a little bit higher when these other guys do stuff that we haven't seen. Like uh, Mikhail Bridges taking his game to another level last night. That was great to see because these not expected to do that. You know, he's a great player, but you don't expect him. We haven't seen him do that. Campaign playing 35 minutes without a turnover. We don't expect that. We expect poor turnovers. So those guys playing as well as they did, I think overshadowed the fact that Booker had another great game and against his boys, his friends. But I like, honestly, I, I'd question that. Like they might have a hard time being friends with him. Like, cause, cause he talks him. Stuff he's out just there, kicking man. their asses. Like he, he talks some stuff. He's kicking their asses. He's. I, I mean, mean Carl Anthony. They had a, a shot of Carl Anthony Towns on the bench for like, and was just a sh- showed it. Just blank expression. Like there's nothing I can do. Like we can't. We can't beat this team. Yeah, I like, can't beat them. This stuff. There was a point last year where they kind of felt like. Remember that it was the it was the uh, the game in which I said you don't mess with Buck. Yes, you don't mess. You with know, Jim, what, what was the song? What was the? Uh, it was um, you don't you don't mess with Jim. It was Jim Croce song. That's right. It was the Jim Croce song, and uh, we played the video. You know, I kind of put Cam Cox of Channel Twelve played it too because he thought it was really funny. Yeah, yeah that's, and, that's yeah right. So maybe the Minnesota thought of that, but since that, man, like the, these two games this year, like, they're not even close. No, no, they're not. And you don't expect Devin Booker to have a game like that every single night. But that's that's the MVP. Type stuff. I, I haven't, I haven't looked. He's got to be close to, if not the very top of plus minus rating so far in the NBA. I can't imagine this. He, and, and I actually, and I love. This is why I love to chart games. And I know I, you could rip me all you want, but this is one of the oh, reasons no, no, I no, love no, no, to no, chart. No. Understand? I don't yeah. rip you. Yeah, it all comes from a place of love. Oh, I just don't want you to. Love. I don't want to work yourself to death. That's all. So book book plays the whole first quarter, right? The Suns have a fourteen nothing run in the quarter. Um, they they end up after the first quarter, it's thirty nine to twenty five. Book comes out of the game. They're up fourteen. Landale, Lee, Mikhail, Dario, Landry all start. Minnesota gets off to a quick six six two eight nothing run. They had an eight nothing run at one point. It's forty one thirty three. So it's an eight point game. So from a fourteen point game to an eight point game, and then I look. Okay, so I start to look at this, and my you know my immediate the way I think is okay. At what point do they put book back in the game, and how much did Minnesota cut off the lead? Now, when they put book back into the game, Minnesota had shaped seven points off the lead. It shaped seven points. So it was 49-42. So from 39-25 to 49-42, they took seven points off the lead. Book comes back in six minutes and 46 seconds. So we're talking about in a five-minute span, they shaped seven points off the lead. The Suns put Book back in and order restored. Order restored. So I look for trends in a game when I'm watching a game. I've actually been – I benefited in my life from watching games with, you know, players and coaches and GMs, and a lot of people have taught me what to look for when I watch a game. And so that's why I've always kind of been like this, because I've sat and watched games with players and coaches and stuff like that. And so I, in my head, I kind of, that's what I do. I look for the, so I look for that. How, you know, when Book comes back into the game, and but once he came back into the game, it was boom, boom, and next thing you know, the Suns are back up by, you know, back up by 14 points, like just like that. Yeah, right, because that's like what done. Booker does. They were a plus 26 when he was on the floor. <laughs> it's just It was just one of those, and that's the thing, is 
uh, I wouldn't be friends with him if I was Carl Anthony Towns. And, and the, and the, the mess Russell. he was talking. Devin Booker apparently just yelled at the Wolves bench, quote, we play team basketball, we share the ball. Like, how could you be friends with them? Like, how could you be You'd be like, Do you, want to, you want to punch him in the face if you're yeah, Carl you Anthony Towns or D'Angelo Russell. I also think that's the... That's the code of being a professional athlete is that you talk a little mess and you respect the guy at the end of the day and in basketball especially. You talk a, you just that's just the game. You just talk a lot of mess out there. I know, but those are your like those are your those boys, are your buddies. though. Like yeah. that's not just you're friends with everybody, but those are your boys. And you're like, man, you're like taking them to the woodshed over this. Yeah, you're out there talking a bunch of smack on them and, and I'm sure they don't appreciate it, but it does seem to be part of the code of being an NBA player. I was too busy winning. <laughs> the, right. Innings festival it's back. Two-day music festival featuring Green Day and Eddie Vedder and Weezer and The Offspring and so much more. Returns to Tempe Beach Park on February 25th and 26th. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance Sounds to like win. Sounds like a good show. It, it's, it's a great, that's a yeah. really good lineup. I got Elton John this weekend, baby. Me too. Woo! Me too. Excited Elton about Elton John that. this weekend. So it turns out... Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell watched last Sunday's game the way we all did. Minus the AirPods. Frustrated? That's next on the Burns and Campo Show. <laughs> Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, games we're going to watch tonight. We got two local teams in action tonight. ASU men's basketball taking on the Lumberjacks from Northern Arizona University. In fact, I got a message from a buddy of mine that there's a kid who went to the high school that my kids went to who just committed to NAU. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Kai, senior from Campo Verde High School, committed to NAU basketball. Good for him. Cool. Good for him. Good for him. Even though Gambo thinks the team you're playing for are jokes. Good for oh, you. Oh, man. <laughs> he, just, uh, he just says that to... Get under my skin, I, I assume. Just, yeah. You just say that's well, you know Because here's the thing. Like, here's why I call them the lumber jokes. Ash was a lumber joke. You're a lumber joke. And, and Jordan Bird was a lumber jokes. My whole career, I've been surrounded by lumber jokes. You have been. Oh, yeah, like NAU. Like, you know, you know I, every other talk show host, they get the Syracuse guys. They get the real the real broadcast professionals. <laughs> I get. I, right. Whoa. Other people, you get the real broadcast professionals. You get John Bloom. You get Craig Greenloo. Other other talk show hosts get the real Syracuse professionals. Like, the top of the I get I get the secondhand broadcasters. I get the lumber jokes. Honestly. Yeah. Eleven and a half years, that might be the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> the meanest, cruelest words to come out of your mouth. Man, I get why can't I get a real broadcaster? Why don't I get the real Syracuse school? broadcaster? Why don't I get the stuck with the guys from Flagstaff? Why don't I get the Cronkite person? No. I get the guys that went to NAU. You know oh, my old staff, NAU. I would like to think that you'd look at it together. You've had a pretty fine career working with some lumber jokes. I have. Maybe we've elevated your game. No, I think I maybe, elevated maybe, your maybe, game. Maybe we've, maybe we've brought you up to another level that those mm. Syracuse guys just couldn't do. Mm. Or maybe those Syracuse guys are just too smart to work with Gambo. Oh. That's probably oh. what it is. Yeah, I was wondering how the broadcasting yeah. school at yeah, St. John's you know, right, went. Right, yeah. now, right now, Dave Pash is going, yeah, I went to Syracuse. I learned not to work with Gambo. 
John Bloom. I went to Syracuse. I learned not to work with yeah. Rambo. Well, the thing is, like, they'd be correcting me all the time because they like went to Syracuse, so they're really smart. You guys only correct me like half the time because you don't know if they're if I'm right or wrong here the other half. They don't know what you're saying the other half of the time. Right, right. man. The cruelty coming out of your mouth is for you unprecedented, and that's saying something because you're one of the cruelest Whoa. people I know. Whoa. This is, the cruelty coming out of your mouth is like shocking. What are you talking about I'm one Damn. of the coolest people. I'm a I'm a I'm a good person. Dang. I'm like I'm gonna go to heaven. <laughs> I'm a good person. Wow. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NAU ASU. It might be a bumpy ride up there in the elevator. It might be. It might. You might have have a couple stops. You might have to argue your case in front of the the court. Yeah. It it might take a while. I think. I don't know if it's going to be automatic entry. You might have to plead. I think I've got a decent chance of getting in. A decent chance. Yeah, you got a decent chance of getting in. And then the Coyotes are in action tonight. And shame on me, I didn't put the game on in here. So I'm looking up with zero. Nothing. Nothing against the Islanders. Which, by the way, I got a text from uh, our own Vinny Murata. Yeah. He heard that you mandated that we mention um, four-time Stanley Cup champions. Four-time Stanley Cup champions, yes. Yeah. Uh, Quote, I grew up an Islanders fan, but let's be real, they haven't won a cup in 40 years. They're the four-time Stanley Cup champions, whether you want to, whatever you want to say. I mean, Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy. Yeah. Dennis Potvin, uh, Billy Smith, John Tonelli, Bobby Bourne, for a guy who Gary only, Howitt. That was my team. Yeah, for a guy who only listens to music from the 50s, 60s, or 70s, oh, it, it doesn't surprise me that you're kind of stuck in a time loop on this. No, one. we haven't won since then, but I got I, I live off of the four Stanley Cup champions. It has been a while, that's for sure. Hard Knocks last night made his debut, and um, it's takeaway number one. I think for both of us, we would agree would be Buddha. He right. he just he was he shined very very brightly last night right uh, and and whether it was his impassioned speech well I think honestly my favorite part were all the coaches telling their players to be like Buddha I'm going to challenge you to be like Buddha why can't you play like Buddha like yeah. like the other players are like damn dude could put you know enough with the Buddha pedestal job here right like okay <laughs> I, I thought it was be like I, Mike I, you want to be like Mike now it's be like Buddha I, I get it there's that um the Steve Kime, Michael Bidwell in the booth. Now I knew those two guys watched the games together in his booth. Okay. Yep. And Governor Ducey was sitting to Michael Bidwell's left. Yes. Um, but man, the frustration on their faces during the Seahawks game, the fan, the play, the boot. Steve just with his with his head in his hand, like I can't watch. And then Vance Joseph, we talked about the boot. We talked about the boot. We talked. I, I told him about the boot. Right. The the frustration from that game. And and really, you know, it's funny. Monday we came in here and you and I said, you more so than me, but I didn't disagree with you. That's it. It's 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 done. They're not going to the playoffs. There, there's no evidence to suggest this team can go to the playoffs. Yes, I don't believe they can. I think part of that was kind of backed up by hard knocks last night. And I'll tell you why. Okay. They, DeAndre Hopkins called that game a playoff game last night. On hard knocks. See, this is he like a, this, this is like a playoff game he for did. us. What happens if you lose a playoff game? Uh, you're out. You're, you're out. eliminated. Okay. I mean, all of the 
emphasis the organization put in hard knocks on that game, you could tell they were painting that game out to be the end all, everything, be all. Our season rides on this well, Cliff said, moment. We win these next two games. We're playing for first place against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Yep. Okay. There was a big emphasis on that game. Now, you know, with the Michael and Steve and Doug Ducey in the, in the, in the booth, Michael seemed very optimistic early on. I think Kyle's going to have a good game. Kyle looks good. And then defense is really playing well. So he was very positive. He was very positive. And then, you know, things didn't go that way. He had the, the terrible Kyler fumble, which was a big play in the game. And then, you know, a chance to get the ball back and, you know, and, and score and, and, and win the game or force overtime, whatever they could have done. Like then you, 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 you give up the big play to Fant. Yeah, and that was the one that had everybody so upset, whether it was Vance Joseph, we talked about the boot, whether it was Steve Kime with his head in his hands. Um, why? I, I, I can't wait. We have Steve on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I want to ask him about the AirPods. What I, what are they listening are they, to? Are they listening to Passion Wolf? Are they listening to the TV broadcast? Because he was wearing them. Michael was wearing them. Music. I, I, <laughs> what song are you listening to? I, I really don't think they're listening to Crocodile music. Rock. You listen to Crocodile Rock, I Steve? I don't think they're listening you listen to, to Crocodile Rock. Concert psyching rock for the Elton John show yeah. on Friday and Saturday. I, I, I want. What are they listening to? Because a lot of I know. Is it the Birds and Gamble podcast? Come on, let me download it on your yeah. Apple or your Android devices. You can listen to it. What what are. else stood out to you? Um, I, th- I obviously I got to go back to the Kyler D Hop conversation. We saw the video footage of them kind of barking at each other. We got to hear what it was that they were saying to each other, oh, yeah. arguing on the sideline. Calm me, the blank down. Let me play it right here. Boy, what you was looking at, bro? What you see, bro? You don't like that? You don't like the scene? You don't like the scene on the fifty? Come on, come on, bro. That's wide open. Hey, offense, let's go. Let's go. Offense, 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 let's go. Offense, let's go. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win. It's, listen, same deal. Nothing. Listen, nothing they're doing, right? Cliff. Cliff. Listen, listen to me. Nothing is here. Listen to me. Nothing they're doing. <laughs> Stop yelling at each other. Yeah. Kyler, I mean, Hop was upset because, again, my, Kyler missed a wide open deal. I'm wide open. Yeah. Now, you could say that every receiver is going to go and say I'm wide open because they all think they're wide open. Um, but Kyler does miss a lot of plays. Kyler misses them. And then, you know, Hop was kind of getting on him. Like, you know, hey, I know I wasn't here for the first six games. They're like, that's wide open. Like, you got you, what are you seeing? Like, and that's a question that we're all asking to Kyla Murray. We would all ask the same. What are you seeing? Like, what are you seeing on these? Why are you throwing about 3.5 yards per pass? There's plays open down the field. Why are you not seeing them? I think Hop was just like, man, what are you seeing? I want to know. What are you seeing? And that's why he got on him. And Kyler, obviously. But here's the thing with Kyler. Like, Kyler's a defensive guy. Like, he, Oh, really? Come to blank down. Like, instead of just saying, man, I got to, you know, instead of like agreeing or saying, you know, learning from it, he automatically gets defensive. That's his personality. Yeah. I'm wide open. And then he gets defensive. Calm down. He starts yelling at him and he's screaming. Instead of just saying, yeah, I missed you, dude. I missed you. Man, that's on me. We'll get that back next time. We're going to run that again. Like, that's not Kyler. That doesn't seem to be Kyle. No, and but but again, I don't think anything that we saw yesterday from the Hard Knocks cameras is unlike anything that happens on any NFL sideline everywhere. Like I, I, I imagine, sure, if, if everybody were mic'd up, we'd hear similar conversations every single Sunday on every single sideline. 
And that is par for the course. Just when it's our quarterback and when it's our wide receiver and we saw them yelling at each other and we want to know what they said. I, you asked me some of the other takeaways. One of the others for me was earlier in the show. Kyler's looking at film with all the other quarterbacks in the meeting room and they're using a the little laser pointer and he's like, damn, he was open. Damn. He's open. Look at it. And they're like, oh, let's run it again. Backwards, forwards. Yep. See? Yep. Backwards, forwards. Yeah, I think you could do that on like 80% of their plays. See, yeah, like, uh, that's makes see me guys nervous. that are I, wide open that he's not seeing. I thought of you as soon as I saw. What did you, what, what kind of stood out to you that I didn't talk why, about? Why so many grown men are afraid of the rain? <laughs> not J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was out there meditating it's in that. It's cool. I, I, I lo- I, well, he's like, this man, gets this, you sick. He's like, this is, oh, yeah, Kyler. Oh, this is what gets you sick. Houston XD, we'll all be taking it. This is what gets us all sick. And J.J.'s like, man, this is like Wisconsin spring ball out man, here. I know. Big deal, right? I was going to throw in Zach Ertz was actually asked about it today, oh, even though he didn't get to watch the episode, but he was asked about that practice. Uh, I don't love it. I don't love practicing in the rain, but I... If there is raining, I'm completely on board with practicing outside. Um, it's easier to catch the ball when it doesn't rain, but um, it rains on Sunday, so if there is rain, I'm all for practicing out there, getting used to it. But, I mean, ideally you play in a dome on grass each and every game, and that's the best way to play football in my eyes, um, which is what we have. So it's a, it's a good place to be. Good thing they're playing. Where are they playing this week? Uh, they're playing in Los Angeles. It never rains in California. It did just yesterday, didn't it? Don't they want oh, you're you singing know. a song, yeah. You know that song? Uh, it probably it the last. Rains I bet when that song was popular, the Islanders were winning Stanley Cups. Oh man, I'll tell you, you this is this has been a show today. Zingers today. This, this is. Oh. This, oh. I, we've had, never had so many zingers in a show. You brought the jokes. That, that was another line from last night. Oh, you brought the jokes. Yeah, Buddha. You brought the jokes. Yeah, that's see, that was 1973. No, the Islanders had not won their stand, first Stanley Cup yet <laughs> before the Islanders. It never rains in <laughs> California, so <laughs> girls don't there. No, I liked I liked JJ. Um, meditating out in the rain. And I'll, I'll steal this one from Darren Urban because he's absolutely right. Yeah. This is one of the things the NFL Films crew does really, really well. Like the music and the rain and the football and the slow-mo. That, that's the kind of stuff I'm like, oh, that's really cool, right? Like yeah. it, mm-hmm. it was that that two-minute segment they had in there where they were just showing the guys playing football in the rain, in slow motion, with the rain coming. It, that was really, really well done. I liked the meetings. I liked the meeting rooms. I mean, you know, um, you're call, I think they were calling out Zayvon Collins to in the linebacker room for being soft in the Minnesota game. And so. um, You know, you could just see, man, a lot of curse words, man. It's just like every other word is a curse word, these coaches. like, But just, you know, the, the, meet, the meeting room thing was fascinating. We don't get to see that. Can you imagine if the cameras followed us around? Like, mm, are we the same thing? <laughs> like you wouldn't. Like, like you wouldn't be every other word if if our dogs were doing a show about us. Do I curse a lot? Yeah, I don't realize. I, th- I think I actually have an audio sample here. Let me play this. So I'm tired of That's one of my favorite. The Buddha Buddha Baker went off. I'm tired of losing at home. I'm tired of my saliva flying everywhere. Right, that this was Buddha in the, in the hard knocks. It so much reminded me of that Bobby Knight. I'm like, I'm tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not, like he Bobby Knight went crazy, lost his mind because he can't couldn't stand losing to Purdue when he was the head coach in Indiana. Did you had you ever heard that before, Mitch? 
How great was that? It was solid. It's great. It's it was a the... pain in the butt to edit, but it was solid. <laughs> he he every other word's a curse word. You couldn't find a beeped out version of it. So we had a oh my that God, that was so great. Bobby and I going off on losing to Purdue. Uh, and reminded me of Buddha going off in Hard Knocks talking about losing it, lo- losing all these games at home. How much he hates losing at home. All right, we got bonus Burns and Gambo coming up. We're on with you till 6.30. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. All right, back here with you on this bonus edition of the Burns and Gambo Show with you until 6.30 tonight. We'll step aside for ASU men's basketball. They're taking on NAU, and uh, that game coming up at 7 o'clock. Of course, we're back with you tomorrow on Burns and Gambo at 2 o'clock. Steve Keim, general manager of the Cardinals, will be joining us at 3, and no doubt we'll be asking him about hard knocks, what he thought, what he saw, how it was presented, what we can come to. To expect in the future, and that's and that's something, Mitch, that we've talked all about what we saw, and I know a lot of what we're going to see next week we don't know because we don't know what's going to happen in the game, but you could have kind of predicted like Buddha was going to be featured, Cliff's house was going to be featured. Like, I wonder, DeAndre Hopkins was featured. What's the next big storyline for them to feature? What's the next big, beyond the game... What's the next big personality for them to profile on the show? Is it JJ? Is it... Well, they've only got one other addition of in-season to base this off of. Because if you try to compare it to the preseason hard knocks, it's a little more difficult. What they do in the preseason is kind of a different focus. They want to get you to like the rookies, right? Before you continue, I just got a question for you. Sure. Did you watch Colts in season last year? I did. Okay, I didn't. So you've got a better comp than I. I, This is my first time watching an in-season hard knock, so I don't know what to expect. Why is it different? I mean, I know why it's different because one takes place in the preseason and one doesn't. Right. But what structurally is different about each episode in-season compared to preseason? they just find different people to profile. Like you don't necessarily profile. You'll profile like the Lions earlier this year. They profiled Dan Campbell. They profiled very briefly Jared Goff. But the whole purpose of Hard Knocks in the preseason is get to know these people who we don't know. Follow the path of I don't know sixth round rookie who's trying to make the team and the hardship that he faces when he doesn't make the team or what happens when he gets picked up by somebody else. So obviously the stories are now focused on people that are actually there, but. To your point, like, do you want to see a full story of J.J. Watt, or do we already know that? Would you rather see a full story of Isaiah Simmons because he's got a lot of big uh, things coming up for him, and he's having all these breakout performances and big plays in games that have recently happened? Like, what direction do you go in at this point? Because I think you have to go in. You, you can't do... Now, the bulk of last night's show, at least the bulk of the second half of last night's show, was about the game. It was game film. It was what happened in the game. It the even moments started in the right game. after the Minnesota loss. Right. That was a perfect scene setter. But it was very... There wasn't a lot of backstory. No. Like, they jumped right in. It's Seattle week. All right, here's... Hey, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, here's a quick summary of everything that's happened to the Arizona Cardinals up until this point, including that crazy comeback win against the Las Vegas Raiders. But for the most part, the episode was very now. It was very right. current. It was not looking back on anything at all. And... um 
And I'm, I'm glad I, they didn't make us look back because oof, it's been a rough go for I, the first I, few I, weeks. And, I, and I, I liked it, too. I liked that it was very... So a lot of the content that we're going to see in this next week's Hard Knocks we hasn't even happened yet. It won't happen until the Cards play the Rams. Then we've got the content to come from that. But you just know they're going to pick a guy or two if they haven't already, and we're going to see where they live. And we're going to meet their sister. Or we're going to get to know their wife, right? right. Or, or we're going to get to know their life away from from football and and who's it going to be like? Do we get to see Kyler's dog again? <laughs> I would love to see his dog again. I know. Buddha's dog was pretty cool. That's true. Buddha's dog. Buddha's dog was pretty cool. I mean, and, and it's and it's just like, how are you going to top Buddha Baker in that regard? Nothing against Kyler. He didn't have Buddha's personality. JJ does. JJ's that. And we got we had the hop a little bit last night. Briefly, uh, briefly, we we had that too. I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was, um, to be perfectly honest, if this season goes the way that a lot of us are afraid it's going to go, not that Hard Knocks is going to be the only thing worth watching, but I, I think it might actually pick up even more interest as the season wears on because... The, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff might be more interesting than the actual football stuff. Oh, 100%. You know, like like the football stuff is going to run the risk of not being very interesting these last few weeks if things go the way they could go with the start that they're off to. I'm actually curious. Sorry to cut you off, but from a fan's perspective, are you more inclined to watch it if, for example, they lose on Sunday or if they win on Sunday? Do you want to know the buildup to the week that led to a loss? Or are you excited to watch it again because, oh, hey, the team's winning. And, you know, it's still early enough in the season that they can turn it around. Like, it's a very long, long season, week after week after week. I think, given where this team is right now, I'm probably more interested in watching after a loss. Only, only because I think what we will see in next week's episode is how they react to the Seattle loss. Like, they spent... A big chunk of that show last night. They prepared for it, too, from us, what it seemed like. This game is a big deal. This is huge. Our season rides on it. It's important. No more messing around. It's time to get down to business. Okay, they lost that game, right? They lost that game, and presumably, you know, of course, I doubt they're going to say on camera that their season is done, but the implication was our whole season is riding on this one game here. I think more than anything, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing next week. How did they react to losing a game that they put on this pedestal and said, this is a playoff game yeah, for us? Yeah, Cliff set the tone from the beginning. Right. Like, here's our here's our upcoming. This is our season. We win these two games. We fight for first place. Yep. D-Hop said, this is a playoff game for us. Okay, you lost that game. Now what? Now what? Now what? That's, that's exactly it. Now what? Now, now that you lost the game that you needed to win, now what do you do? You try to convince yourself, okay, we're really, no, no, you know what? Now, now this scheme means everything. Now, last week we were just kidding around. Now this is the one upon which everything counts. You know, you, you've kind of set that bar high. How do they react to that? And I, I wonder, know. too, how much our opinions are going to change on the separate parties. So the front office being one party, the coaching staff being one party, and then the players being the last party. Where are we setting our expectations or how are we viewing each individual party as the weeks go on? Because if you think about it, there was the emphasis about mental errors and just controlling what we can control. We have to make plays. And then we watched a game full of mental errors. And then the infamous, the boot, the boot. We talked about the boot. Like, how are we going to view each party moving forward? I'm very curious to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I imagine a lot of it will be a focus on Kyler. And he's probably, a, 
a character, for lack of a better word, that we're going to need to get to know a little bit more. I wouldn't be surprised if it's him that we see featured more in the next episode. That's going to do it for us on Bonus Burns and Gambo. We are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow straight at 2 o'clock right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.